Matthew 7, 21-29 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The people rejoice. Jennifer McClish <laughs> is in the chair. Yay. All Love right. It. Jennifer, Love to be here. The distinct honor of uh, of closing out the Sermon, sermon on, on the Mount, Mount. The, yeah. the final words, and then uh, the final words of the teaching, and then this you know nice little wrap-up phrase where uh, Matthew underscores that the people were astonished because he was teaching like someone who had authority, mm-hmm. not like the scribes. Not like the scribes. I love that. That's such, yeah. a, that's such a cool like, you know, note and kind of also a little roast uh, <laughs> of the scribes. <laughs> the scribes, yeah. Um, so, you know, we were finishing up the Sermon on the Mount um, and hopefully we're all kind of seeing some of these threads that weave through. And, uh, you know, we have we have some very ultimate feeling passages mm-hmm. like they're, they're kind of ultimatum-y. Um, this, you know, final day, Lord, Lord, depart me from, depart from me. I mm-hmm. never knew you mm-hmm. that whole episode. And then the wise man building his house on the rock mm-hmm. versus the sinking sand. So, uh, what do you see going on, Jennifer, in these passages? Um, how does it connect to what Jesus is teaching? Yeah. What, yeah. What do you see I know. Going on? What should we talk about? So yeah. many things. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I think is everybody kind of is aware <laughs> whenever you've read through the Sermon on the Mount, you kind of start to get this feeling anyway of like, wow, I could never do this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the depths of like what it really means to sin. Like it's not just, you know, murdering someone. It's uh, having contempt for them in your heart. It's like calling them a fool. It's all these things you're like, whoa. Oh, okay. You have all these points of like strong conviction and then, um, but seeing, you know, that Jesus is the answer, like he's going to fulfill all this for us, but he does kind of bring it around to like a point of decision or a point of real like reckoning, I guess, with him mm-hmm. um, with this. And it's kind of interesting to me that it comes on the tail end of the narrow gate and the wide way and the easy, you know, and you kind of have this again, always juxt- like considering who's in the kingdom of heaven, like how can I get in on this and who's not? And he kind of gives us this very, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like almost a visceral, like a really clear, a little vignette picture here of people who think they're in, but they're not, or they assume, they presume, I should say. Mm-hmm. I used to read this, and I think it might be this important thing. I used to read this like, oh my goodness, like you're not going to know. And like you're just going to like show up at heaven, and then it's like you're not going to know if you're in or out. 
And I think that is not what Jesus is saying. He's yeah. pointing out that there is a presumptiveness in these people, and you can see it um, in just even the words that they said to him. Mm-hmm. So that right there should be a comfort if you're worried about whether or not you're yeah, in yeah. or yeah. out. That's a, <laughs> that's a good sign. But mm-hmm. we probably should examine it, like what it really means to be in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I think is that they call him Lord, Lord. And this is actually, um, we'll see this all through Matthew in a lot of places in the gospel where it's like people do call Jesus Lord or they acknowledge. They can know, you can know who Jesus is and not um, be responding to him in repentance and faith, not be placing your faith in him. And you can see that in these people because of the next thing that they say where they immediately turn to themselves. So it seems like it's Christ-centered because they're talking Lord, Lord, but then they immediately say, didn't we, you know, it's like they focus on themselves. We did this, we did that, Mm -hmm. we did... And so that right there is a big clue that, Mm. no, these people are not in the kingdom of heaven because they're still looking to their own works Mm. um, to enter in. Even though they say they did it in his name, they're focused on themselves, not focused on what Jesus has done Mm -hmm. and that they have are believing in him Mm -hmm. for salvation. So it's like an opposite gospel they're using like gospel words but they totally have it like or biblical you know concepts but they totally have it you see they have it flipped absolutely there's still something in them that they're counting on to recommend them to christ Mm -hmm. it's really interesting um you know he says not all who call him lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my father yes so that like qualifier thing is the one who does the will of the father and then um, these these people, these outsiders, uh, these enemies of God, appeal to what sounds like the will of the Father. Right. right. We, we prophesied in your name. Yeah. In the name of Yahweh, stuff. we prophesied. Yeah. yeah. We cast out demons in, in your, your name. name, and we did many mighty works mm-hmm. in your name. Mm-hmm. And this like really jumped out to me the first time studying for you know this time going through Matthew but Jesus is drawing this contrast here where these grand you know outward gestures in the name of God do not equate to the will of the father right which is kind of crazy right you know right and I think it should make us ask like well, what is the will of the father yes. and I think the positioning of this is so important because we're at the end of the Sermon and- on the Mount. That's right. Go back to the beginning. Exactly. Exactly. Run it back. Right. And the whole point of the Sermon on the Mount is that really God looks to the heart. Yes. You know, that man looks in the outside. That's the point of all scripture. Like God's been saying that since the Old Testament. Exactly. Like the law looks at the outside. Moses addresses the outside. But the true fulfillment of the law, which Jesus has come to accomplish, it goes all the way down to the heart. The heart. And, and I know, and the I love that you pointed that out. This is the end. Go back to the beginning. Go back to those beatitudes, and you just go through those those attitudes of a heart yeah. that recognizes that this blessing from the Father, this approval from the Father, this happiness that you can experience by having this approval in the Father and being blessed, comes from a heart posture of you know, posh, like a spiritual poverty that yes. there's nothing that you can, can, that commends you to God. You mourn your sin. You hunger for righteousness mm-hmm. for others. You're, you welcome, um, you know, not that you're seeking it out, welcoming, but you like, you willingly suffer for his sake. 
because this is the heart posture. You are recognizing that like there's like you when you read through the whole summer, I'm out, I mean, you realize like there is no hope for me mm. in getting in to this kingdom of heaven on my own merits yeah. under the law. Yeah. I mean, how could we ever keep all of those standards? We cannot because it just goes deeper. It's our problem is way worse than we can imagine. Yeah. And yet God has sent his very own son. He has come to us. He will do everything. I mean, this is the good news of the gospel. He is going to fulfill the law on your behalf. You're going to get credit for his righteous life. Mm. He's going to die the death that you deserve. It's this great exchange, but that should produce like, and it's pure grace. Like there's nothing you just, but that should produce this humility in you. That would be, we would see some hint of that in these, these mm. people's exchange with Christ. Um, you know, yes, it's a deference to his authority and his kingship, but they're just completely lacking in love mm-hmm. or gratitude for this good news. Yeah. You know, I, I love to, in this theme of like the will, what is the will of the father mm-hmm. and how we should live? Mm-hmm. And I love this idea that Jesus uh, just weaves throughout the Sermon on the Mount, which is this, it's like the secret life of faith that that he kind of illustrates you know, we see it especially in chapter six uh, regarding to giving and to fasting. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it really weaves in with the instruction, like the teaching on anger and on lust and on oaths. Like there's this purity that as we follow the way of Jesus and, you know, rest in the care of the father, there's this like purity that works so far down into our core mm-hmm. that, it's not just that our public life is like outwardly dramatically righteous, mm-hmm. but there's like this quiet kind of hidden righteousness mm-hmm. that like works itself out. And I mean, that's like convicting to me and, and also like inspiring and, and right. something that I want. But, you know, as, as someone who like is in ministry and leads worship and does mm-hmm. these podcasts, um, a big question that that poses to me is, if, you know, the average person who like sees me lead worship or, you know, whatever else listens to ODR, if they got like a all access pass into my life, would they find more righteousness mm. or would they find like a veneer? Mm. And that's like, that's a big question. That's a wow. big question. I mean, that's a big question. Yikes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yoinks, yoinks, Scoob. Uh-huh. uh, but like I think that that is like one of the huge convicting points of the Sermon on the Mount is like, is you know your your fasting, your giving, your like religious yeah. rites. Is it so that you can have this thing to see like, look at what I did in your right. name, Lord? Like still self serving. Yes, yes, exactly. Or like, is it this quiet, dignified life where like obviously there's indwelling sin and whatnot, mm-hmm. but is it this like quiet faith that like the more you like cut into it, the deeper in right. you look. Uh, the more you just see a sweet, quiet, yes. steady relationship. And you with so God. want to just please your father, but not because you're earning his love, but because you are so like you are responding in love to the love that you have received. And mm. it actually takes us all the way back to Genesis. You know, like the real, like that whole the fall was you know a rebellion against God's kingship in the garden, but it was also a rejection of his love because Adam and Eve were to not eat of the, God didn't explain everything that was going to happen 
I mean, he told them they would surely die, but he didn't explain like, oh my goodness, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And you, if you do that, you'll have two sons and one will murder the other, (laughs) you know, like kind of, but like, because it wasn't rooted in that, like, don't do that so that you'll have a good life. It was just rooted in, believe me, Mm. trust me, recognize that I love you. So this prohibition is um, an expression of my love. And then you will respond to me and obey because of your, you recognize that in me. Like you recognize God's character. You recognize his great love for you and you respond to him in love. So they rejected his love. And so here we come all the way back to Jesus and he completely trusts the father. He's completely captivated by his beauty, Mm. completely focused on glorifying his name out of great love for the father because he knows his character, not Mm -hmm. because he's going to get some, I mean, he's actually going to get the cross Mm -hmm. out of it. It's not like I'll do this and then you give me that, you know, kind of way that we treat God anyway. So here we are right back in this place. Like you said, that kind of quiet, like I don't need people to know that I'm fasting because I'm just, it's just do it done in response to my relationship with God. And I know he hears me. He hears my prayers. He, 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 it's for him. Mm, yeah. Gosh, it's, it's so like, I don't know. I, I feel like I need to go like sit by a beach like and like stare out into ways, the ways. What are all the things think. I'm doing for like, yeah. that are ultimately like, Oh, this is more about me than just like, yeah. I'm willing to do this yeah, because I just love God so much. Yeah. It's like you're rooted in worship as Absolutely. we often say. And, and you know, like it's something that I, definitely like aspire to in marriage where uh, like I, I don't, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but I just personally am not like a big, like gushy Instagram captions. About yeah, Jenna yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. like, I'll just save all the words of encouragement for uh-huh. like us behind closed doors. Cause right. no one needs to like be a part of that conversation except mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And so like I aspire to a marriage where, where the majority of the beauty and like kind of, righteous good outworking of our marriage happens in a setting where it's just between jenna and i you know Mm -hmm. like it doesn't it's not like this like epic like you know flashy internet Mm -hmm. relationship but Mm -hmm. it's more just like this hidden thing but um it's so easy to like forget about that with god and instead go straight for uh like what what are people seeing? Like, how is my like faith, the way I work out my faith perceived? Right. And uh, yeah, it's just like a great word here. It is. And And then like the way he ends it to just like he does in so many places, giving us these two pictures that look the same on the outside, but again, it matters. There's something underneath that matters. And so this is like a house that's built on the rock. Yes. And even in your description of a marriage, like you think like people whose marriages are all just for like other people to see, and then people who are like, man, those people have like something real. It is like we use the word like it's rock solid. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's built on a rock because it's built on truth. Yeah. And I think this is what Jesus, you know, obviously he's saying this about him. Like if you believe my words, then you're going to do these things, this repentance, this faith. But it's also going to come out in like obedience and a desire um, for God's name to be glorified. So you're going to like actually observe, you know, like. Like he's like he taught, you're gonna like fast in secret. You're gonna give in secret. Like you're gonna see outward fruit of this heart of repentance and faith and worship and um, love for God. And he, when the storms come, you'll be rock solid mm. because it's real. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, for show. 
Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I, I think that that whole like the house on the rock versus the house on the sand, um, it's it's just such a a rich image of like there there's so many ways you can like look at it. Mm-hmm. One thing is like that it is implying that like the storm does rise against the house on the rock, you know, like, yeah, like it's not like the house on the rock just never faces hardship. (laughs) Right. It's that like one of my favorite words this year has been resilience. Like Mm. there's this like spirit filled resilience of the, the life that's built on the way of Jesus Mm -hmm. and storms rise against it. Hardship comes, afflictions happen, Mm -hmm. but the house stands. And, uh, you know, I just think like (laughs) there's, there's just so much to meditate on. There is, there. and there, and there's also, I'd say, like in the context of you know how we this little path, how it started with the kind of a a place of judgment. Like Jesus is the ultimate judge, and uh, you know a house like we're all going to face judgment. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that picture of the storm could be a picture of judgment, but like the one that will stand, the one that is saved, the one that's safe, mm-hmm. is the one that um, believes in Him Amen. and believes His words. So. Amen. I love it. I love it. We could go on, but we must not. (laughs) We must not. We must not. We must keep moving. So (laughs) for the great Jennifer McClish, uh, this is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.